What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. You did I it. pointed it. So proud it right. of you. I consciously was like, I always want to point this way. Now I'm going to fight every urge of my body to point the opposite way. And it worked. Here we are. I feel like we should start saying the episode numbers, right? But I never remember what episode we're on until I'm labeling the next episode. Episode meh. Yeah, episode. I'm pulling it up. Hold, hold. I mean, the people listening to this know what episode it is, so that's all that counts. But what's going on, Casino? How are you on this beautiful, beautiful Friday? I'm fantastic. Um, I was, as you guys all know, dealing with my pool and whatnot. So I'm trying to get the chemicals all balanced. It is cold dipping my hand in that pool today. <laughs> yeah. Elbow deep, changing, changing filters or not filters, uh, skimmers and yeah, filters and all that jazz. So I'm doing good. Uh, it was a shock to the system. So I'm awake. Uh, and yeah, I used to remember I used to do pools uh, and I did them for a like a condo timeshare place. So they wanted their pools taken care of year round. And I would have to have all the pools finish by like 10 a.m. Because that's this is also episode 27, because they would say that was when like the people actually started going to the pool. Right. Would be 10 a.m. So I would have to, and there was like five giant sized pools that I would have to take care of. So I'd literally get there at like three o'clock in the morning. And during the winter in Vegas, when you're in those pools at three o'clock in the morning and you're sticking your hand when outside is like 27 degrees, it was cold as shit, cold as shit. And you would just lift your hand up and it would just be completely red. Ugh, (laughs) I don't miss that job. I don't miss that job. But we have a new job casino and that is producing and making the only sports podcast i like that call Good ever call made out. call out ever and only 27 one. episodes in nobody has jumped <clears throat> on this bandwagon so no i don't know also 27 right. episodes i think i've worn this shirt in 17 of them i don't know well, why I, this i've is... been wearing it i've worn that uh, uh lady in the tramp one my sweater probably like 15 times yeah so so we're not setting the world on fire with our fashion, but we are setting it on the world on fire with our hot, hot sports takes. I feel like we should have each week, one of us has to bring like a scorching hot sports take to the show. Get all the public publicity. Just get it all. Because that's the only thing people watch now, right? It's just sports shows where people are like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. And then next week they'll be like, this is the best thing I've, and it's just, it just goes back and forth. But uh, let's actually start today. Uh, let's actually start with some NBA because I feel like the biggest news uh, since we recorded this podcast three days ago was the Luka Doncic game that set the Those NBA records. world on fire. Did you hear about this, Casito? No, I did not. Oh, okay. So I was uh, lucky enough. Bubble the past few days, I'll be honest. (laughs) It's okay. I will explain it to you right now. I was lucky enough to be watching this game because it was the only game on uh, like TV, basically. It was on NBA TV and it was Luka Doncic. I don't know how you say his last name. Doncic? Doncic? 
I don't know. Donkey Dick. Yeah. It was against the Knicks. So I know, he, I know it was just crazy numbers. Yes. So he went for, oh, I have it right here. He went for 60 points, 21 uh-huh. rebounds, 10 assists, two steals, one block. And the craziest thing about that game is they came down, they came back from nine down with like 18 seconds left. So he uh, like also got fouled. He made the first free throw. The second one, he bounced off the glass, got it back, hit the two pointer to tie it, to go into OT. And then in OT, he won uh, the game against a Knicks team. That's actually pretty like, feisty every time i see them playing they always seem to be in it and for almost all of this game i almost turned it to something else but there was like nothing else on uh they were like dominating so i was like eh, i'll stick with it i want to see what luca does blah 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 and then sure enough it gets to the fourth quarter he turns it on with like a minute left and they come back they win the game go to ot but he is i believe the stat is first nba player ever to record a triple double with 60 points and over 20 rebounds i want to say in nba history so has never happened before people are i think rightfully calling it the best like regular season offensive performance performance maybe game that's like ever happened it was i mean check out the highlights if you didn't see it because it was well, it was it, crazy. I mean, you asked if I didn't hear about it. I heard that there was crazy numbers. I didn't see what happened, but those are absolutely monster numbers. I remember, what was it? Uh, when it was like Kobe's last game playing, like he put over 50 points or something like that, and everybody lost their mind. Um, something yeah. like that. Well, also, Kobe had that 80, I believe, 83 point game. Kobe. Oh, was that the last? Was that no, no, that was in his last. Oh, he had the 81 point game, which everybody said Ooh. was it, you know, besides the um, 100 point game, that this was like the biggest, the most points scored by a single person in NBA history but was he Kobe Bryant. Re- but he didn't have the rebounds and all of that to go yeah, with it. He didn't have a triple double, which is, and of course, the 100 point game so was pretty the much Will just Chimber- Chamberlain. was out there by himself playing basketball. Yeah. Well, and that's the crazy thing is like, I was watching the game and it was like, oh, he has a lot of points, but in almost every game he, you know, this season alone, he's averaging 30, almost 34 points a game. So he doubled what his usual average was. But when you're watching the game, you're like, oh yeah, Luca keeps getting buckets because that's just what he does. He just Mm. keeps getting buckets. So yeah, but really astounding. Maybe I think my personal game, uh, I mean, this was this is number one on most impressive game I've actually watched. I didn't watch the Kobe 81 game. I think that happened in, oh, let me see. When did that? Uh, 2006, so I would have been 16. I was watching NBA at the time, but I don't think I was watch, I don't think I was watching that game like live or whatever. That was like the thing you saw on Sports Center after the fact, blah blah blah. So in terms of games I actually watched like live, this game, the game, I believe it was game five with Jimmy Butler when they were in the bubble and he played the Lakers. He went 
Oh, what? I just had it pulled up. He went 35 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists. And it was like, he just, at the end of it, he was like leaning on the the announce table or whatever, just like fucking exhausted. Yeah. And it was just like, it looked like. I'm not doing that to make fun of him. (laughs) But yeah, this blows it out of the water. Yeah. Smokes. Well, that was just, that was more an effort game than like a statistical, you know, anomaly game where it was just like, this dude played the entire game. He put the whole team on his back and just one person just like outwilled everybody else to win one game. And, you know, if it was a one game series, blah, blah, blah. But obviously he couldn't do that for the rest of the series. That was the most impressive game I've seen just from an effort you know, moment standpoint, like rising to the occasion. This is the most impressive game I've ever seen in terms of statistical and one guy just being like, we're not losing to the Knicks tonight. And then just taking over, like just really, really impressive, really just, yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. As far as the standings go, we can dip into that real quick. So we just don't have to come back to it. Uh, pretty much the only difference of the East is now the Celtics have risen back up to the top, but the number two is the Nets. 10 game win streak. Yeah. And they are, some of those games have been really impressive. Like, I mean, the beating the Cavs by what they beat them by eight points. Like that's a really good team blowing out the Warriors. I mean, obviously they don't have Steph Curry, but the Warriors have still been at least minorly feisty uh the other impressive one was they blew out the bucks by 18 points but the bucks i don't know what's going on with them they either win close or get blown out like that seems to be the formula for what the past month because they had that crazy crazy game against the grizzlies where they lost by 41 points like how the fuck does that happen and then they blew out the uh the jazz they blew out the Pelicans. Then they kind of got blown out by the Cavaliers and Nets and then the Celtics. So like, boom, boom, boom. And, you know, those are three of the, the top four. Yeah, three of the contending teams in the East. So if you're getting blown out back to back to back by your competition, basically, like kind of cause for concern. Uh, concerned my Sixers. 100%, because, I mean, so right now they're sitting at the three, um, at the three seed, but. The Celtics, Nets, and Cavs are one, two, four. Yeah. Come on. And man. then I also think, you know, the Sixers, they can have a crazy Joel Embiid game that can easily lead to blowouts. I mean, I haven't seen it this season, but it's a possibility is what I'm saying. And then you kind of, so those are the, there's a clear top four in the East. And it's right now it's Celtics, Nets, Bucks, Cavaliers, and then there's Sixers, pacers that are kind of right there and then i feel like you have heat knicks hawks bulls and then kind of everybody else i like the bulls more than a lot of people i just like their kind of like their team makeup i guess but yeah the east at this point is a four horse race with maybe two and then yeah and then maybe i don't see the pacers keeping up pace boom see what i did there oh Oh, because their name's the Pacers. Thank I you. get Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Casino. I, I haven't had many <laughs> nice. dad jokes this week, so I'm trying to throw that one in there. I mean, we still have a whole podcast, so just keep 
Just keep leveling them in, leveling them in. As far as now, the East is kind of, I mean, obviously we talked about the Cavaliers have kind of been like the surprise of the season, but at least people thought they would be good because they got Donovan Mitchell and they have like depth. The uh, West, however, I feel like is a complete like, what the fuck is going on over in the West? Because everybody figured it would be obviously Warriors defending NBA champs and then Suns. Warriors have kind of been hit with, a little bit of an injury bug, but even when uh, Curry was in, they weren't like setting the world on fire. So they might just feel like a, they feel like an older roster who has like, they have pool there, but they don't really have anything else in terms of like and then, a youth movement. Right. And that went into like when they won it last year, um, they Steph had to do it off of his back. Like um, the rest of the yeah. team didn't play awful. Obviously, you know, you need, a couple other players, but the NBA is one of those, one of those games, one of those, um, yeah, one of those games that you can have a single player change the entire outcome of the game. Yeah. And so that, that I saw the decline of the Warriors end of last season. Um, even though well, everybody thought they were done, everybody yeah. thought they were going to blow them up two years ago. And then all of a sudden they stuck the nucleus together, which is clay, Steph and Draymond. And then they had like, but last year really did feel like the last ride of like oh, a yeah. dynasty. And, like, and 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 it shows they left everything that they could out there. Um obviously Curry did what he did, but all the rest of the players, like they're old. They're they're getting up there, their careers well, are almost over. And they Draymond just- is also just a shell of himself. Clay Thompson has kind of not lived up to what we've seen of him in the past. Jordan Poole is like very hot and cold. He has like really great hot streaks, but he'll have just as devastating cold streaks. I now we are. Like he needs a. I think he needs just a, a couple other players around him to keep him highly elevated. Um, yeah. If it's just him, I don't. I see there there being an issue. Well, we're also talking to them like they're dead. They are tenth at eighteen and eighteen. It's just the West is just so much more stacked than the East. But the it, East is like a dominant four and then there's kind of like five six seven that are kind of like middling around the west so we have the pelicans with i feel like the top three um as you're going to go through and the top three are kind of above everybody else not by much and then the the next four to ten are i I mean i'm looking at the records here but just from what i have watched there's been so many close games between all these teams yeah um that it's so muddled uh so continue I'll, i'll let you break that down for for the well so we have the pelicans at number one which is obviously uh zion is like coming into his own as what everybody expected him to be what two three years ago you know before injuries and he obviously he obviously since then has figured out how to take care of his body because everybody's concern with him was how does somebody that big move that effortlessly and then still stay healthy when you know you're dunking and then coming down 300 almost 300 pounds on knees i was gonna say a a 300 pound linebacker playing you know playing basketball like yeah it's gonna catch up i mean you could do it obviously he's showing you can do it but it's gonna catch up to you it's gonna wear and tear your body down no matter how athletic you are no matter how good you keep your body in shape but I mean, like uh, even the last game we saw him, I saw, I watched, uh, I think the second half of Pelicans Timberwolves and he's just, 
he looks like young Shaq, like just like unstoppable, just like a dominant force. It literally looks like he's playing against like college kids when he's on the field because he's so much just bigger than everybody and just dominating last game he played was on Wednesday. He plays the Sixers, my Sixers tonight, but he had 43 points, three rebounds, five assists in 34 minutes. Like that is impressive. And that is against a Timberwolves team that I still like more than their record indicates. I like Anthony Edwards a lot. I think he has the potential. This feels like a team, the Timberwolves, that can just get hot at any time and like rattle off, you know, a five, six, seven, eight player win streak. They just haven't for whatever reason, probably because the NBA is so deep this year. Like there really only feels like what probably I would say in the East, it feels like the Raptors, Warriors, Magic Hornets, Pistons. So five are out over there. But in the West, I would literally only count out maybe the Spurs, Rockets. Uh, yeah, I still think under Lakers. I still think the Lakers, you know, we've seen LeBron has just been having insane game after insane game and they're just still losing because they have no depth and this was always this always happens with lebron teams right like they trade away all their young talent to bring in guys who are good for one year and then the team falls apart but usually he leaves now he's kind of stuck on this lakers team that he almost he's the franchise killer (laughs) yeah well he that's the thing he builds up a team for a title and then they kind of deal with the repercussions of what it took to get that title and no more uh great example than what's happened to this Lakers team who two years ago won the title and now Anthony Davis obviously injury prone injured again so the surprise thing I would say in the West is the Mavericks Suns uh being at five and six when they were supposed to be the two teams everybody thought would be vying for one and two in the western conference obviously nobody saw the pelicans you know just taking everybody's lunch money which is crazy everybody expects the nuggets almost feel like some of the teams we talked about in the nfl where it's like they are no one gives a shit what they do in the regular season let's see it in the postseason because the Nuggets mm-hmm. are always good during the regular season because obviously they have uh, Jokic. But yeah, but again, he'll win regular season MVP probably five times in his career. But nobody will remember him as one of the greats of this era if every time he gets to the postseason, he does nothing. Like, so the Nuggets, again, they are... Oh, I just clicked off that. They are second behind the pelicans but they're only they're not even a game back so they're tied for first and then the grizzlies obviously morant and then clippers with the returning uh uh how am i blanking on his name i don't know uh Kawhi. sorry with the returning Kawhi, who has been okay when he's come back but it really feels like his presence being back has kind of like elevated the team around him to kind of be like it's almost like the Clippers now believe they're what everybody thought they would be now that Kawhi is back and he's come back he's had you know some ups and downs but he also hasn't played in two fucking years so he's doing a lot better than what we've seen in the NFL with uh, Watson but yeah 
So NBA, it's starting to get usually after Christmas is where it kind of starts ramping up. So it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'll be watching a lot more NBA and I've been watching a pretty decent amount, but now, you know, less NFL, more NBA, that pendulum kind of swings. But speaking of the NFL, let's dive in casino. Uh, Last night we had a game, both you and I picked the Cowboys, I think everybody was picking the Cowboys because the Titans were basically running out their their uh, C practice team? squad. C squad? Yeah, their C. Their P squad. I mean, P squad, it was, practice squad. Let's go. <laughs> it was a game I feel like well, most people again, saw by, coming. Right, but by halftime, again, with the Cowboys, with the Cowboys, again, it's a close game. Yeah, and they, they they pull away towards the end. I just, I'll, I'll be honest. Like that's a little nervy if I was a Cowboys fan going into a postseason run. Well, again, it all be it all comes down to when does this when does because every team has weaknesses and cracks in their armor, right? The difference is what point of the season do you start seeing the cracks in that armor? If you see it in the beginning of the season, kind of like what we saw with the Bengals, right? Didn't they start like 0-2 and, and everybody was like, oh my God, the Bengals season is over. And you know then how they many like, times the Patriots have started 0-2 and, and then either gone to the Super Bowl or won the Super Bowl or made it late in the playoffs? It's, yeah. It's happened many times. But yeah, so it's just that thing of like, when do you start exposing what makes you like vulnerable two other teams in the playoffs. If you do it early in the season, you have time to correct it. It's when it starts to happen at the end of the season, which is also kind of happening to my Eagles, which was for all the season, they were the healthiest team in the league. And then all of a sudden, three weeks before the season starts, they start dropping all their all-stars. So that's concerning. The Cowboys, on the other hand, I saw this stat from uh, NFL on ESPN, the Facebook version of whatever that is uh Dak Prescott is now tied for the league lead in interceptions with 14 despite missing five games this season so he has he's the league leader in interceptions again the Titans basically rolled over in this game this game means meant nothing to the Titans which is why I think they uh sat Derrick Henry because they want him available for next week when they play the Jaguars for basically the division uh, and to get into the playoffs. But yeah, for the Titans basically to roll over, put out all their backups and their practice squad. And for this game to still be what, 10 to six going into halftime. Like that's, I agree with you. Like we're not Cowboys fans. I'm definitely a Cowboys hater. I think you are too, but, but, and I think you need that because you turn on any sports show on fucking television and they just have some diehard Cowboys reporter that is always on all, every show. They just have a Cowboys, like, yeah, they're like diehard planted, fan. They're, they're planted in there. Yeah. And um, it's just like, really? Well, so, so everything, the numbers, the stats and the numbers with the Cowboys and the wins and what you see, they look fine they look fine enough they, they look like a good team uh, maybe not a great team but they look like a good team if you look at all their stats all that yes i know dak's got all those interceptions but um and he's already been in question but 
to the eye test, you watch them play. And I'm like, I- I'm worried for them as I watch them play. Well, like, the- like their, their numbers are fine. I mean, this game honestly wasn't their best game. You know, Dak with the two interceptions, uh, rushing was not non-existent. Ezekiel Elliott, 19 carries for 37 yards. Like that, that's less than two yards a carry. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, really the only shining thing for Dallas moving forward. Um, I'm not going to say their defense is playing that great. Um, no, but their, their great thing is CD lamb. Like he is, he's well, doing great. He's their entire offense, right? Like it's, it's CD lamb gets targeted. What? So uh, Dalton Schultz had two uh, touchdowns, had the only two touchdowns last night, but CeeDee Lamb, 11 receptions, 100 yards. So you take out like a random Schultz game, which we haven't really seen him, you know, light the world on fire this year. So you take him out and then it's like, okay, so it's a Michael Gallup that I feel like everybody was like, he could leave and be the number one wide receiver on most teams in this league. This year, I feel like he is just almost vanished and then they sign a uh t uh ty hilton Hilton. i want to say this though as ty has come in he's been performing for them like like four receptions for 50 yards i think with them signing ty do you here's i guess like my overreaction because you know how they've been pushing hard for obj do you think they even care about obj now i was signing ty hilton uh like i mean well hilton, i don't think uh, at least the thing the difference is ty hilton can play right now like the big question mark with signing odell beckham if it was them or anybody else was like is odell beckham even because they said they didn't sign him because he couldn't pass his physical so it's like how banged up is this guy and would he even be able to play this season let alone the postseason if he comes in to whatever team so right. well you know how he's like i wanted to play in the postseason only yada 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 so whatever say he was clear to play here's my overreaction like if he was clear to play um this season in the postseason for any team and he's been wanting the cowboys the cowboys have been pushing for him i think with ty playing very well over the last uh, was it now two games that he's been on the on the roster? Yeah, well, he had that crazy th- third and thirty catch in the Eagles, Eagles game, game that basically won them that game. Yeah. So I I honestly don't think I think they're going to be like ah whatever sorry OBJ and they're moving off. I think they yeah. move off. I like I don't even think it's in their mind anymore to to sign OBJ. Well, personally. I always thought for just an OBJ like. Because, you know, he's obviously a big, like, Instagram, social media, like, kind of like, he's built his entire career on one catch, right? That one one-handed catch his rookie year against Dallas is basically where all the OBJ fame came from, right? Like, yeah. he also had crazy stats his first three seasons, which were only comparable to, like, Randy Moss or whatever. So, I'm not trying to, like, say that was the only thing he had, but that was the moment Everybody still remembers. That's like the big viral blah, blah, blah. So I always felt like he's a big, he's as big a personality and like media star potentially as he is like a great football player. So to me, going back to the Giants and being the one thing giant the Giants are missing, which is a pass catcher, right? Like a, because I mean, they have, I think, they're in contention for having the worst wide receiving group in the league. 
So him going back to New York, kind of like the return of OBJ when the Giants are going right into the playoffs. Like to me, that always felt like the, you know, storybook, maybe ending of his career, resurgence of his career, whatever it was. I mean, we saw, you know, Dayball is the coach of the Giants. We saw the difference his offense made when Josh Allen didn't have Stefan Diggs. And then when he did have Stefan Diggs, and if, uh, you know, OBJ can even be a fraction of what he used to be. I think that would only help that Giants offense in Daniel Jones. So as far as this Cowboys game, they do. I do agree with you that T.Y. Hilton has stepped up and been like a number two, because I mean, Michael Gallup, he has only had this season. He has 414 yards, four touchdowns. And there are just some games where he gets targeted one, two times, has like two receptions. There's some games, two receptions, 18 yards, two receptions, 24 yards, two receptions, 40 yards, one reception for two yards. Like there's been almost half the games this season where he just completely disappears. Like, I mean, so I don't know how viable of an option, at least this season, he is as a number two. So maybe T.Y. Hilton was the missing piece to this Cowboys team. But also, I mean, we talked about it for a month at this point. What the fuck has happened to this Dallas defense? We joked about them before being like where everybody was saying they were the best defense ever, you know, created. But they were without question a top three defense in the league in almost every stat category. And now every week, I mean, Mika Parsons, this game – had one assisted tackle that's it nothing else there's nothing else on the stat board he was almost uh i believe i started watching this game i watched the second third and fourth quarter he was non-existent like they didn't call his name he was not even like a factor i don't even think he had maybe he had like one or two quarterback pressures against a i mean against a joshua dobbs who When's the last time he played even in a game? I think, uh, what, he... It's been the, a minute. The last time he played in a game was 2020. So he played almost three years ago. And in that game, he threw one completion for two yards. So the And then before that, he played 2018. He threw for 43 yards and an interception. That's his career. So it's not like... This guy, you know, is like a Geno Smith type, right? Where he's shown flashes in the past, just didn't get the opportunities, and then finally got an opportunity and and got to shine. This is an unknown commodity who was a third, maybe fourth string uh, quarterback behind Malik Willis, who is maybe the worst quarterback in the league, and then Ryan Tannehill, who is banged up and injured. So, right, yeah, again... I don't, I don't know how, if you're, like you said at the beginning of this discussion, I don't know how, if you're a Cowboys fan, you're walking away from this game as anything but like, oh shit, like oh, what's going to happen exactly. when we start playing, you know, playoff teams. I mean, we saw them have a great game against the Eagles the week prior, but again, the Eagles shot themselves in the foot five times and they still almost lost that game on the last drive of the game. They also gave up almost five touchdowns to a backup quarterback who again hadn't played a meaningful football game in over a year. So 
I don't know, man. Uh, it's 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 rough. We did, however, both pick the Cowboys. So let's start with picks for the other games. Uh, well, that was good. I'm glad we went through all that because that all needed to be said. Yeah. So now we this week feels like the week where it's like it can either make for a great week 18 or this can be the week where everybody gets eliminated and then like two games in week 18 mean anything like this is the week where everybody locks up basically their spot or gives themselves a shot next week but there's some games and teams where if they lose this week like it's over like there's nothing that can even be accomplished next week oh yeah uh, this one being kind of one of them, which is surprising, which no, I don't even think they have a shot now. Uh, the four and 11 Arizona Cardinals at the five and 10 Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are out of it, right? They can't, it's bucks or Panthers. I believe so. Yeah. Falcons. Yeah. Cause Falcons are five and 10. Um, yeah, they're out of it because I, even if the Falcons went out everybody else loses, but no, yeah, no, they are out of it. They are statistically out of it. Yep. So the Cardinals are starting. There's, there's so many in last two games are so much of this division shit that the Falcons would have to win out. Everybody would have to lose, but that's not possible because they like, play the each other. Team, they play each other. Yeah. So uh, the Cardinals, I mean, they had Kyler Murray. They had Colt McCoy. They had Colt McCoy. Uh, man, that's just a, that's just a football name, man. I know that's a, especially a Texas football name like Colt that is. McCoy. <laughs> yeah. Then they had uh, McSorley last week. Now they're starting a guy named David Blau. So Ooh. fourth quarterback in what five weeks time for the Cardinals? I think. Oh, that's the thing I funny. wanted to talk about on the show was that crazy cliff kingsbury uh article i sent you after last episode yeah. which broke literally like an hour after we finished recording last episode yeah he, he posted he sent it to me he's just like god damn it why couldn't this we've had really good luck though with breaking news on our podcast um, uh but, but so yeah. apparently there has been an espn expose which is a great word expose where uh, the Cliff Kingsbury Kyler Murray like relationship is super toxic. They basically both fucking hate each other. Everybody on the team, the players, the staff, the management knows it. And they're basically going to just have to be like, all reports are pointing to Cliff Kingsbury at the end of the season, not even being fired, just like stepping down and being like, I'm out of here. Like I'm done with this team. I'm assuming he'll go to college and get a big, you know, college job. Maybe he'll stay in the NFL and get like a coordinator job, but I really feel like he goes back to college and gets a head coach job, but it really feels like uh he is kind of going to be the scapegoat for what feels like a Kyler Murray issue. Yeah. And I don't know how, I mean, uh, would you rather be in the Arizona Cardinals Kyler Murray situation or the Denver Broncos Russell Wilson situation? From what standpoint, though? From just like a you're the general manager of either of those teams because you're oh, locked God. into both. Like, oh man, that's 
that i don't know man um, <laughs> i feel like arizona just because you still have draft picks right like possibly maybe? because you're not you're not i mean really that's a tough one but i i, I think since just like with the broncos they they're just screwed they have no way out um arizona they they can they can finagle it away a little bit but no i don't know man Be- oh can i read this yeah. so that, that that's dude that's a very good question um everybody you should leave tell us your answer in the comments let us know what which situation would you if you were the gm where which one would you rather be the gm of and have to deal with i feel I, like i i think i'm gonna go with you're saying cardinals I'm thinking I feel I'm like... going to go with Denver, though. I think I would go with Denver because the coach so far is not the issue. The defense is fine. It seems like every other player actually enjoys it. The only issue is the Russell Wilson thing. Yeah, but all the players hate Russell Wilson. Right, but they want to win for each other. So, like, yes, they all hate the one person. The quarterback and the coach thing, though, like, that's bad. Like, the, the entire – locker room in arizona just you you could strike a match throw it in whole arizona's off the map yeah uh so listen to this the report said before murray's injury kingsbury was described as extremely frustrated with the quarterback per a team source believing that his negativity if not toxic was starting to get to people around the building passing game coordinator cam turner who handles the quarterback room has been forced to serve as a buffer handling many of the murray interactions a team source said so there's also member on Monday night, I think it was earlier in the season where uh, Kyler was going to the sidelines and he was screaming, calm the fuck down to, uh, to Cliff Kingsbury. And everybody was like, oh, and then all the football player analysts were like, this is nothing. This happens all the time. Like, you know, like there's a bug that just crawled right past my camera. But uh Oh, I thought Thank uh, you. we're not kissing each other. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're also the Kyler Cliff relationship has ranged from cordial to not good to particularly bad this year to toxic. So I like I like the progression there. I mean, and also it's funny that it's like been slowly building up to like this. You know, I th- I feel toxic. like yeah. At, I mean, at this point. It's weird he hasn't stepped down or been fired or let go. They're starting a fourth string quarterback. There's two games left. There's two games left. Just yeah, just, just stand cut ties. On, just, just stand on the sideline and walk away. Yeah, I don't literally. Know, but... Literally, in the after that last game, he should just get in his vehicle and drive away. <laughs> but then the also the thing is, I don't know the reason why I would choose uh, the Cardinals over the Broncos is I feel like we've seen peak Russell Wilson, and there's potential we haven't seen peak Kyler. So I feel like there's more potential on one end of the than the other. But in terms, but how how can you control Kyler's attitude? Well, I mean that's true, but also. But see, at least you might get a coach in there who like just connects with him. Russell Wilson seems like he's one of those guys who's like, I already know everything. I won a Super Bowl. Like, 
you should be listening to me. He kind of right, seems like that kind of guy. I think after having this horrible season that he's had and being benched and all that shit, because he's not playing, right? He's benched, right? Uh, no, I believe okay. he's still playing. Well, right. Well, keep so going. You, anyway, regardless, he's having an awful season. Um, maybe he can take a little, you know, step back. Maybe his wife, Sierra, <laughs> uh, could be like, yo, honey, your record's really bad. You know, we need to pay the bills. So, you know, um, <laughs> well, well, he already got you, paid. He's you, still. Yeah, he, that's true. But how about you listen to the coach, you know, maybe run a different bit of an offense. Don't try to just throw it the entire time. You know, maybe something like that. You know, maybe go back to kind of like how it was in Seattle a little bit, you know. I mean, first um, off, great Sierra impression. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, I had to keep looking at the screen and be like, oh, my God, is she here? No, it's just Casino doing a spot on impression. Spot on. But. I'll, I do agree with you on that. Maybe what uh, Wills, Russell Wilson does feel like he's just aloof, but I also feel like he could have a, he could have a aha come to Jesus. Like, Oh, maybe it's my fault more than Kyler Murray would. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm going that way. Yeah. No, you've already, picked, you've already picked Arizona. Now we got Now the fans have to decide who they side with. Well, and, and now you have to decide who you're picking in this game which oh, yeah. is we, the Cardinals and the Falcons. We need to start rolling through these a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is good conversations. But these are these are important things about these teams. Um, well, I'm going to pick, uh, let's see, I'm going to go Atlanta. Yeah, so am I. I just don't think you could bring in a fourth-string quarterback uh, with a do coach anything. who doesn't give a shit because he's not going to be there and – like motivate this team enough to beat a Falcons team that we've seen be frisky, frisky, but, and as far as Atlanta, I mean, they feel like they're maybe a quarterback away from being a contenders in a shit division, right? They feel like a team that could be, you know, seven and 10, eight and nine next year. So I don't know, maybe, maybe get a quarterback in the draft. Cause I don't think Ritter's it, but next up, let's go to, a uh your team which is the eight and seven miami dolphins at your seven and eight new england patriots uh so there's a way where if the patriots win they can still get in there's a possibility so how this would work um is the patriots got to beat the dolphins right then they got the head ahead on that the jets um the jets would i think would have to beat the dolphins but the Patriots, regardless, they have to win out. There's still a chance. Um, it's not. There's a 24% chance the Patriots make it. I think as soon as I think if they will, if they beat the Dolphins, uh, who have a 50, almost a 56% chance um, this week, it will flip, and the Patriots will be in the seven seed, regardless of um, regardless of what the Steelers do or the Jets do. Um, so, yeah, I'm. Fingers crossed that that happens. And you know what? I am going to take the Patriots this week. Oh, it is going to be a tough one. I know I like Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's going to do actually quite fine. Um, Oh, yeah, because two is out, right? Right. So here's the thing. The Patriots have been in these games that they must have. They must win games like they could be easily sitting above the Dolphins comfortably 
Uh, they could be actually tied with the Chargers, and they would be the sixth seed, and the Chargers would be the seventh seed if they had won the last two, which have been very close games. Um, the only concern is the Patriots have some decent um, – they, they do have a, a few bad players out. Uh, Devontae Parker, the number one receiver, is out, um, which sucks. But they do have a – the issue is their tight ends also. Uh, John New Smith is out. Hunter Henry may be out. He's still questionable there with Ramondre Stevenson, which they need both of them to play. But I do think the Patriots will figure this out. I think Belichick is going to get them through this. Um, I, the other big issue, though, Jack Jones and Marcus Jones, the two Jones brothers, they're not brothers, but the CB and the DB. Um, they're going to be out as well. So this is it's it's a Ooh. tall order for the Patriots to do, but it is in New England. The Patriots are favored. Um, the Dolphins are missing a few players, uh, important players as well, including their quarterback. Including their quarterback. Um, yes, they have a very high power, dynamic, you know, catching game. But I do, I do think the Patriots will pull this off because they just have to. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Dolphins have to as well, but I think the Patriots have not have to. I, if the Patriots don't win this game, doesn't matter what the Jets do next week, yada yada, because the Dolphins would be up two on them. The playoffs, I think, if outside of the Titans, would be set. Um, yeah, it would be set for the wild cards and everything. If I'm doing my looking at this all right as well. Um, so that last week would really mean absolutely nothing, as you were saying, the possibility. So to make things interesting, the Patriots need to win. I'm going to go with the Pats. And 60% of that is being biased. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going with the Patriots. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I had to do it. I have to do it. I think so, Miami's been slipping recently, and that's with Tua been slipping. Yeah. Um, Throwing Bridgewater in there, I think he's going to play as well as Tua has been as of late, which is good, but not great. And that's where my my pick is. It's probably going to be a Miami blowout, but I don't care. Let's go New England. <laughs> so I am picking the Dolphins in this game. That's fair. Because only because they beat the Patriots at the beginning of the season, right? They beat him in week one. And over the years, even during the Brady-Belichick uh, era they would always own the bills they would always own the jets the dolphins were the weird ones that just always, that always had the patriots Mi- number always in miami though oh that's true that's that true always in miami and that's why this year they actually went out to like a week and a half early before the before the game so they could try to get acclimated and they still lost so uh so yeah i'm going dolphins on just a fluky i think bridgewater like you said i think he could be a starter on at least what five to ten i mean the cardinals are starting a four string guy yeah the titans started dobbs last night like i feel like he could be a starting quarterback on a good quarter of the teams in this league so i feel like he's good He's been in this Dolphins offense this whole year. He's had a he's had a couple games this year where he's seen action and he hasn't looked bad in them. I think Bridgewater has it. 
I think the Dolphins can do enough to hang on and then it'll get interesting where they get to the playoffs and it's like, are they going to let Tua play? Is he not going to? I don't know. T- he should not touch the field. No, I don't think he, I don't think he should there, either. There, Will there he? Should a, there, there should be a protest outside that stadium or in the stadium if he does play. Because like, dude, the, the dude's hurt. The dude's hurt. Yeah. He's three concussions in one season. The dude's Oh, hurt. I know. Yeah, we talked about this last. We're both in agreement of that. But will they be and will he be? I don't think so. But anyway, uh, next up, we talked about your team. Now let's talk about my team, the six and nine New Orleans Saints at the 13 and two Philadelphia Eagles, which are my team. Uh, So Jalen Hurts, as of an hour ago from this podcast, I started, I read it right before we hit record. He is listed as doubtful going into this game, which also giant middle finger to everybody after the Bears game where they were like, he just doesn't want to play the Cowboys. This is a fake injury. Apparently it's much uh, worse than they've been letting on. They've really kept this close to the chest in terms of, you know, news about it. Even his teammates are saying he doesn't talk to them about it. So they have no idea. Now, if they're, you know, just saying that because the team knows, or if they actually don't know, I don't know, but I'm just going to take them at their word. And who knows how hurt Jalen Hurts is if they're trying to just keep him rested or try to fix this injury or just give him rest time before the playoffs start. I don't fucking know. I, I don't think it matters whoever's behind center. Um, I think the Eagles slap the Saints. Oh, I wish I could be that confident. I wish I could be that confident. The only thing uh, that I look what they look what they did against Dallas. Yeah, like, yes, they lost that game, but they, <laughs> dude, New Orleans is not as good as Dallas. Um, I'm taking the Eagles all day. I think they're going to slap them. Uh, but the the only thing that does scare me is this. New Orleans defense has been really underrated all season. They're top 10 in yards allowed. They are towards the bottom of this will be hopefully. And obviously I don't know why the coaches wouldn't know this. They're towards the bottom of the league in defense in terms of rushing. So give Miles Sanders 15 to 20 touches. Give Kenneth Gainwell 15 to, or Gainwell 15 to 20 touches a game. Give Boston Scott 10 touches this game. Run it down their fucking throat. Run for 300 yards. Use the O-line to just, I don't care if you pass for 100 yards in this game. Run for over 200 and just make it so you're doing 40 running attempts with three different guys. I don't care. All you need to do is win this game and you win two things from it. One, you get the number one seed. Next week means nothing. You can rest your guys, hopefully get a full squad going into the playoffs. The second thing is you beat the Saints who you have their number one pick. So you get the number one seed in the playoffs and you improve your first round draft pick. So a lot riding on this game, Casino, because I do not want to be as an Eagles fan going into week 18 against the Giants with the number one seed on the line. I'll tell you right now, if if the Eagles win this game, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Reason being is they're going to have two weeks to rest all their players who are hurt because they get the bye. But we've seen, we've seen that not where teams have come out flat 
And, you know, it's always about riding the hot hand. I don't know. I want them to win this game. I'm very nervous they will win this game because, again, it the two weeks, the three teams that have always fucked us have been the Cowboys, the Saints, and then the Giants have been the ones we have fucked. So it's like I can totally see a NFL script writer scenario where – the Saints fuck us because the Saints always fuck us. They stopped us from going back-to-back Super Bowls with Nick Foles. And then the Giants, we have always fucked. So the turntable's reversing of where the Saints fuck us again. And then that leads to us being like, we always beat the Giants. And then the Giants fuck us. It's I could see it. I could see it happening. But I believe in Minshew. I believe in the stash. I believe in this team and this coaching staff that sees the same stats I do, which are you can run on the Saints team. And yeah, all that being said, of course, I'm picking the Saints. Reverse Jinx Casino in full effect. Uh, If the Saints win this game, are you going to do the reverse Jinx again? Because that would be two weeks in a row you lost. Oh, going into if, the final game. if the Saints beat the Eagles in this game, there won't be a podcast next week because I will kill myself. So we won't even have to worry about reverse jinx. Uh, and you'll have to find a new co-host. Uh, before I kill myself, I'll li- I'll give you a list of five people of who I would like to take over my position. Gotcha. Well, every time that you say this throughout knowing you, I ask you the same question. So I'll ask you again. Can I have your baseball mitt? Yes. You can have, and my Nintendo Switch, because I know you've been wanting to have one. Uh, next up, speaking of the Giants, the 4-10-1 Indianapolis Colts go to New York to play the New York Giants at 8-6-1. Uh, is this one of those games where if the Giants win, they lock them? I think it is. If they win yeah. this game, they are locked in for the playoffs. So they need this game. We saw who knows who the Colts will start at quarterback. Yeah. Nick Foles had one of the worst games I've all ever seen. Need, yeah, all the Giants need to do is is uh, win and they're in. Win and they're in. Uh, so I'm picking the Giants. Yeah, I don't think the Colts. I don't care who they roll out. I don't. From what I've seen from the Colts the past couple weeks, they had moments where they were they were showing a little something. Right? They played. Uh, they played the Eagles close. They played the Cowboys close until a just crazy fourth quarter where they just decided to turn the ball over all over the field. Last week, they, Nick Foles came in. I believed in him, and he shit the bed against the Rams. So, or not the Rams, whoever they played. Uh, yeah, I am taking the Giants. I really don't even think there's anything much to talk about this game. Oh, it was the Chargers. Sorry. So, yeah, I think the Colts are dead in the water. Do you I'm, think I'm mute again? Sorry. <laughs> do I, you think the Colts bring back Jeff Saturday for next year? Uh, I think it's a possibility. I, I honestly good, do too. I think he I think does. I don't think, I think he's done I enough to lose than, it. I think it, there's higher. Yeah, more of a chance for that happening than not. Dude, there are so many teams like the Falcons, like the Colts, where you're just like, man, they just feel like they're a good quarterback away. They really do. And especially, we'll get to talking about the Raiders, but I could see most of these teams wanting a Derek Carr, wanting a Gardner Minshew, wanting people who have, like, had good seasons in the league. And, yeah. And then this is going to be a good quarterback class. So 
we'll see. But I think that's all shuffling again. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, so we talked about that game. There's nothing much to talk about it. I think we're both on the giants to win this game. Next up a sneaky, interesting game. I don't think it'll be a good game at all. The six and nine Carolina Panthers at the seven and eight Tampa Bay Brady Buccaneers. Who you got in this one, Casino? Well, I mean, this game, this game has massive implications on. Dude, this is for a fourth the- seed in the playoffs, which is right. fucking crazy. Um, I'm gonna pick Brady on this one. Ooh, I'm actually Re- picking the Panthers. Reason being, is the Panthers are really hurt, um, in the backfield or not in the backfield, um, in their, uh, oh my gosh, uh, cornerback. That they're, that whole yeah yeah oh my gosh what am I I'm blanking the back they're the defensive defensive backfield whatever yeah anyway yada yada um so did you hear this the Panthers actually um, somebody they drafted over a decade ago he works at a coffee shop <laughs> they went and they pulled him they they went and pulled him out of the coffee shop signed him uh, to come in and play what position I have not heard this story uh. Yeah, uh, corner. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, my God. Let, let me pull that up for I – th- I had it pulled up, and then I went over to something else. But I heard about this a couple uh, – not too long ago. Um, damn. So, uh, so start talking about it, and I, I will pull it up. Yeah. So in terms of uh, this game, I'm picking the Panthers because oh, we, we have seen the – Tampa Bay defense be good all season. The one thing they're average at the same thing I just talked about with the saints, they're an average run defense. The Panthers, uh, at least ever since they traded Mayfield away have had one of the most potent rushing attacks in the entire league. Last week, obviously we saw them just run rough shot all over a surging lions team there's nothing surging about this Tampa Bay team. They are painful to watch. They have as bad an offense as the Broncos do in terms of watchability. And I think they have been in so many get close games this season, except for like the past couple where we saw them get annihilated by the Bengals, get annihilated by the 49ers. They really only play average teams close. And those are the ones they squeak out. So I do think the Panthers are an average team, but I think they can control the clock. I think you can run on this Tampa Bay team. I've seen nothing from Brady in the past month to indicate he doesn't even look like he wants to play football. He looks endlessly frustrated just being on the field. So for that, I'm taking the Panthers. And then we see an interesting matchup of a Panthers team that's Kind of has a little bit of momentum going against a Cowboys team that has some questionable defense. I don't know. And it would be the most Cowboys thing ever in the world to lose to this Carolina Panthers team. That sounds more like wish fulfillment on my part than what will actually probably happen. But yeah. So you're picking the Bucks in this game, Casino. So the reason um, I'm not going to go against Brady. This, if he loses this, if he loses his chance to go get the the season where he's not under 500 because that's what you know that's his big thing that he's trying to fight for right now is not having a losing season for the first time in his career um 
I think that that weighs on him a lot. Um, I th- until he doesn't do it tomorrow or on uh, Sunday, I'm gonna yeah. roll with him. I'm gonna roll with him. I, I, I gotta I gotta I gotta believe in that. Um, so yeah. So what I was gonna say. So Joshua Norman, uh, he played. He, he hasn't been out of the out of the game long. Uh, he was uh played with San Fran and then the Bills in 2020 and the San Fran in 2021 um but he was drafted by the Carolina Panthers played with the Commanders for a while for a while as well but yeah so they went over to him asked him hey do you want to play corner and he said sure and yeah so he was literally pouring coffee and you know what's really funny is uh, just as I was reading the article his coffee shop that that he owns um, is right across the street from Cam Newton's cigar bar. <laughs> what are the? Uh, I mean, I guess if you're in, they were both in Carolina for forever. So why wouldn't you open up? Because you know, there's a bunch of people who just go to those places just because those guys own them. So yeah, I mean, good for that guy. And you yeah, know, it's that's it, really cool. It's written in the NFL stars for this guy to pick off Tom Brady. Because you can okay, 100% see the highlight from this game being like, this guy 10 days ago was working in a coffee shop and now he's picking off Tom. It writes itself. I will put money that this guy picks off Tom I'm sure Brady. There's a prop, I'm sure there's a prop bet. I mean, you're oh. faster at the computer. Pull that up and see what the see what the prop bet is for, for that 100%. 100% um, it will happen. I still, until, until I see Brady not figure it out, um, I'm not going to go against him. So I, that's why I'm picking Brady. Um, <laughs> but yeah, how crazy would that be if he did that? If, if he, if he picks Sixtum. Oh, to, it's to dude, end, it's going to happen. I would, I'm legitimately going to bet. I'm looking up if I don't think there's a prop bet for it yet, but I will send you the prop bet before the game start of, and the money that I will put on this. It's going to happen. I will again, I'm not going to bet my life savings on it, but I'll throw a $5 bill on this. No hesitation. No hesitation. Uh, uh, let's next... try to start rolling through these a little bit because I still want to talk college. College is a big day to me. Oh, that's true. Um, tomorrow. And then a little NHL. So I think yeah. we've, we've discussed a lot of the big ones. Oh, man, there's still so many good things about this NFL weekend. Well, just I think. Story-wise. Um, anyway. Yeah. So let's move on to the next one. So you're picking Carolina. I'm picking San, uh, uh, Tampa Bay. Um, with that, let's move over to the last 10 a.m. game, um, right? No. no, not the last one. There's no, it's four, the last one. Four more. Of oh, the 10 a.m. games? Oh, shit. Yeah. Jesus. Well, some there. of those we don't even have to talk about. Like the Browns commanders, I mean, this one, Browns were eliminated last week. Commanders, they need to win just to kind of like stay alive. I think if they win, they knock out the Packers. But I both think we're picking the Commanders, correct? Um, Because this no, could... I'm, picking, I'm actually picking Cleveland on this. Uh, the reason being, I know Deshaun Watson's awful, but um, I was reading a stat today where teams that teams that play this year Teams that have played the Niners the week before, they're 0-13 collectively. The, the next oh, just because they're like beat the up Niners, after the fact the or whatever? The Niners beat the shit out of you. So I'm actually going to pick Cleveland on this. I want the Commanders to win because um, I don't want Deshaun Watson to win a single game. 
Um, but I'm on pick wise, I'm going Browns because of that stat. Because that's a Washington good stat. Got the shit beat out of them um, against San Fran. That's the only reason. It's only a, it's only a minus two for Commanders. So I'm I'm going Browns for that. That is a good stat. I'm going Commanders because they're going to start Wentz and. This is the perfect game and end of the year where the Wentz hype intensifies and he has a really great game and then somebody signs him next season for big money and then he has a Wentz season again. Like, it's the endless cycle of Wentz. So I'm picking Wentz. Okay. Next up, Jaguars-Texans. Big Are we game? going Texans? I hope. <laughs> we called it last week. Are we going? You know what? I... Yeah, I am going. <laughs> I want to go Texans, and reason being is I want to see it come down. Um, I want to see the Tennessee Jaguars game. Whoever wins is in, kind of thing. I want to see yeah. that, right? Because that that's what it would be, right? I I believe it still is, even with the Titans losing. And there would be a tight like because they would each have one one. I don't remember. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I just want to see that game. But it, ba- um, I think it does come down to whoever wins next week's game because if the Jags win this game, they'd be eight and eight. But if the Titans win next week, they'd both be eight and nine. So I really do feel like it is win and you're in next week. So that also bodes well for the Texans because it's one of those games where Jaguars don't really need it. But I'm I'm assuming they would like it. You know, no team wants to lose, but. Maybe the Texans do want to lose because they want the first pick. I don't know. All right, so I'm going Texans. I'm going Jags just because I just think the Jags are I don't I don't think Doug Peterson will have them not motivated to win and this so kind of seems like on a, on a winning streak. <laughs> yeah. <Come on. laughs> and I do think the Texans probably the owner and GM were like, "Guys, we're trying to lose here. Calm down." <laughs> Calm down. Uh, and then the last two Sunday uh, morning games, Chiefs-Broncos. I mean, Broncos kind of showed a little bit of fire in this last game, but I think the Chiefs are so hot right now. They are, yeah, they're just going to blow them out. It's a they're Mugatu. It's, they're it, it, they're it, Hansel. They're so hot right now. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a 12 and a half. Um, Dear Lord. Thing. Yeah, I'm I Casey all day. I... I know there's implications for the AFC, but I honestly don't see anything happening, changing in the AFC at all. No, I agree with you. Uh, Next up, Lions-Bears. Dare I say sneaky? Well, well, here's the thing. So if if the Chiefs win tomorrow and then Cincinnati beats the Bills, Bills, then, you know, we'll see. We'll see here. This could be this could get fun. So first thing, Chiefs got to win, but it doesn't matter. Those are the three teams. They're gonna fight it off in the playoffs anyway. So, yeah, I don't. I I really don't think it matters where those games take place. Yeah, fair. They're fair. Uh, Anyway, moving on. Uh, Bears Lions. Who you got? Casino. I'm picking the Lions on this one because they're still in the hunt, and I want them to make the playoffs so stinking bad. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, I would definitely, again, I would like to see them over the commanders, over the Seahawks, but it looks like the Giants are going to lock up the sixth seed. 
Uh, so it really comes down to Commander Packers, Lions. Seahawks, Lions, Packers, Packers. maybe. Yeah. No, <sighs> did... yeah. I don't know. I want, I agree. I want the Lions, but this does seem like it's set up for just a crazy Justin Fields game where he beats the Lions and everybody's like, oh my God, Justin Fields. Well, how fun would this be is if the Packers win and the Lions win, um, if the Packers win, the Lions win and uh, my pick, I'm saying that the commanders lose and I think the Seahawks are going to lose. We'll get to that game. Um, You'd have, I don't know what that was. You'll have the Lions Packers um, tied going to the last game for that last spot playing each other. Oh, hold on. Sorry. Yeah, I'm listening. My my son just sent me something weird. But weird as Xbox how is fun, doing. How fun would that be? Is if I the mean, Seahawks commanders both lose and then the Packers Lions basically, I don't know how it again works out with strength of schedule, yada, 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 but having those two play the last game. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's what we hope for, right? Like meaningful games in week 18 because we've talked about so many and we're going to talk about so many more yeah, where if yeah. certain teams lose or win, like they're all basically locked because down. That would put them both at uh, eight and eight going in next week and whoever wins like this. I'm really like the wild card in the NFC. I think it's wild. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's the name. Uh, maybe that's why they named it that. We'll never know. But yeah, I agree with you. I think it will because the Lions Packers played last game of the season, right? Isn't that yes. the week 18 yeah, game? I, that, you said you were listening to me, but apparently you weren't because I said I was that. Not. Yeah, I was not. I just said I was because I didn't want to lie to your beautiful face. So I'm sorry, (laughs) but yeah. And I think nothing would be sweeter on this podcast than Lions beating Packers last week of the season to get into the playoffs over the Packers. For this podcast, nothing would be nice. I I, I think Washington would have to, Washington would have to lose, Um, but they would lose to the Cowboys in the next week anyway, in the following week anyway. Yeah. So. It's interesting, but let's go to the team you just mentioned, the Seahawks, the 7-8 and eight New York Jets at the 7-8 and eight Seattle Seahawks. Both of these teams, it's basically you win, your shot for the playoffs is still viable. You lose, you're out. So right. who do you got in this game? I believe... Um, Jets. Jets are favored by one and a half. I am going to pick the Jets. Um, regardless of their quarterback situation, I just think that that Jets defense is going to eat Seattle alive. Um, There's one thing you're forgetting about this game. This is Geno Smith revenge tour right here. He's beat every team he has been with except the Jets. So he's beaten the other two. He beat the Chargers and he beat, I can't remember who else. He beat the other team, but this would be the third one. This was the team he was supposed to lead, right? And they gave up on him. So how much do you weigh that in with Geno Smith just being like, uh, you know, he talked about the writing well, notes sure he's or whatever. Want he, he wants it, but I mean, you got you to gotta do it. Uh, would it be cool to see him win? Sure. But I don't really want to see Seattle win, um, mainly because if Seattle wins, all they have is the Rams and then, if they win and then they win again, they will beat. It doesn't matter for 
the Packers or the Lions. And I told you, I really want to see the Packers Lions. Yeah. Like mean something. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter because if they're all the Seahawks would still get in. So the Seahawks are in the driving seat right here. Um, Well, and they don't have gimmies. Like they play this Jets team and then they play a Rams team. We just saw drop 40 or 51 points. So they, it's not like they have an easy schedule, but they did beat the lions earlier in the season. And I think that's what would give them the upper hand, right? Cause they yeah. haven't played the Packers. So I'm so assuming I'm, they would own strength of schedule or something like that. Something, but yeah, yeah but, I want, it's so interesting. There's so much that could happen in the next two weeks uh, concerning those last couple of wild spars for wild cards for each side. Um, and the Jets, on the other hand, I mean, they're behind both the Patriots and the Dolphins. So this is definitely, well, they're obviously going to leapfrog one of those teams because they those two play each other. But the Jets, yeah, this seems like a much more needs to win it for the Jets. So are you picking the Jets? I'm picking the Jets. I think I'm going to go Seahawks. I think... I don't know. I just this it's just worked feels out so like so well for you this entire <laughs> yeah entire I mean, year. That's that's an understatement. But I'm picking the Seahawks. Do we know who's starting for the Jets? Is this going to be Mike White? Is it Zach Wilson again? To my knowledge, it's Zach Wilson. Unless there's something that I missed on my reading. Uh, yeah. It looks like it's still going to be. Oh, Mike White cleared to start versus the Seahawks. Okay, when was that? Uh, four days ago. Hmm. He's been cleared. Does that mean they'll put him in? No. So that's what I'm saying is I don't think I've read anything about him being put in, being played. Let's see. Mike White. Let's see if there's anything as of, I mean, it's Friday. There should be something. Uh, so as of one day ago, he does, it does say he is starting. So okay, Mike White will be starting this game. Well, then definitely I'm going with the Jets. Um, yeah, that definitely makes me question my decision, but I already wrote it in pen. I'm going with the Seahawks. Don't let me down, Geno Smith. Uh, next up, we have Vikings Packers, which is, I mean, both if the, this will be the 125 game. The Eagles Saints game will be in the morning. So if the Eagles lose, the Vikings need this game because then they're the potential number one seed. So the Vikings, this really comes down to do the Eagles or Saints, uh, like do the Eagles or Saints win? Because if the Saints, if the Eagles win, the number one seed's locked up, but they then the Minnesota Vikings would be in a, what, a race with the Niners to get the second seed? I don't think they want to fall to the third seed. So yeah big game a lot of big games a lot of yeah. implications a lot of implications a lot of big games this week a lot of divisional games too which mean a lot in terms of you know seeding and stuff like this but i don't know do rogers has owned the vikings but he has not owned them the same way he's owned the bears like the vikings have at least you know gone toe for toe with Aaron Rodgers and again Aaron Rodgers has won one Super Bowl but that's nothing you know too crazy he's won one Super Bowl the Vikings won zero there's not that big of a difference I mean I guess there is because they've never won one but 
Uh, uh, I don't know, man. This is the, I feel like this and the I'm, Monday night I'm, game are the two hardest. Yeah. I'm picking Minnesota just cause I don't, this is, this is a whole heart thing. I just don't want Packers to win. So Minnesota. Uh, You know what? I'll go Packers just to be different than you, Jets but I have no, I have no strong feeling either way. Again, Minnesota can play with the best of them, but we've seen every game they play go to the, to the end, the, you know, one score game where they win them all. So who fucking knows, man. But then again, Aaron Rodgers could just have an Aaron Rodgers games where he just annihilates the Vikings. And then you see a stat where it's like, oh, in Aaron Rodgers entire career, he's only lost to the Vikings three times. Like, you know, it'll be some dumb shit like that. Uh, let's go to the Rams chargers, which not, I don't really think there's anything interesting here. Maybe they can make it interesting with Mayfield, um, but no, I think the chargers are going to rock them. Just, I know Mayfield had that 50 burger, but they're, they're going to be playing the chargers. Uh, and the chargers are much better. Now the chargers are a sneaky team for the super bowl this year. I'll be honest. They yeah. are getting they, healthy they, and strong at the they right feel time. like the Bengals of last year. They really yeah. do. They really do. This one could be fun. So I'm I'm going Chargers here. Uh, really no, no wavering on that for me. Yeah, and I mean Not they're locked. Scared. They're basically locked into the sixth seed because they can't win their division because the Chiefs. Yeah, you no, know, this, are... it's this. It's they're the six. Yeah, so they could maybe pump the brakes a little and just kind of try to conserve themselves for the playoffs, but I doubt they would do that. So yeah, we're both going Chargers. Next up. Uh, the 49ers Raiders, which the obvious big news coming out of this game is that uh, the Raiders have benched Derek Carr. It looks like by all accounts, they're going to cut him at the end of the season, cut ties with Carr to oh, save as a soon as they do that, of... They're going to lose their, they're going to lose their entire locker room. It's already players oh, are yeah. already coming out in defense of Carr. Oh the yeah. Raiders he seems screwed. like a the guy the team loved. The Raiders are absolutely screwed. Yeah. And this feels like a game where they're benching Carr. None of the team agrees with that decision, uh, which will make them turn against the coach. And then they're getting a red hot 49ers team to come in. This is my pick for blowout of the week. Mine too. I think, I think that um, you're, you're going to have, Oh my gosh. Why am I blanking the running back? totally just uh, josh adams jo- uh or no josh jacobs jacobs sorry jacobs he's gonna leave after the year renfro gone they're gonna lose every person if they can't fix this uh car situation yeah which i don't think they will and i think they will lose i think Devonte adams will kind of try to force his way out of there i think car i mean there's already memes and jokes about him going to the colts next year but i could see him going to I mean, multiple teams. Carr has had, it's, again. Oh, he's he's going to be able to pick whichever team he wants to go to. Yeah. You can't have the bet, like a quarterback who is above average, maybe top 12 in the league. You can't have him have some of his best seasons. And then all of a sudden he has one shit season when the new head coach, who was already a bad head coach the other time he tried this, come in and be like, it's got to be Derek Carr. There's no way it can be Josh McDaniels. And then it's like, yeah, but we've seen Carr have success at his position. We've never seen Josh McDaniels be a good head coach. So it's weird to strap your, you know, 
hitch your wagon to the head coach in a in the head coach or quarterback when we've seen the quarterback be good on this team. I've never seen Josh McDaniels be a good head coach. So again, why are you picking quarterback or head coach over quarterback? It just makes no sense to me. No None. sense. No, especially sense. when Devonte Adams coming to the Raiders. Well, it made sense. though when <laughs> look what happened with Seattle. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. But again, the Seattle thing was different because the coach and head coach didn't like, or the head coach and quarterback clearly didn't like each other. The team clearly didn't like Russell Wilson. The team clearly loves yeah, Derek like, Carr. It's, it's, it's yeah. Pretty much Carr is, um, Carr is Pete Carroll. Yeah. So again, I, this is, uh, just a dumb, dumb decision. It. He could play at an MVP level. He's shown it that he he's got an MVP votes in his career. Again, yeah, when you stepped saying. off camera, I was just saying it's crazy no, how I can, I can still hear you. I was just right here. Yeah, it's crazy how Carr has had great seasons, and then all of a sudden this this coach comes in, he has his worst season, and then it's like, well, it's clearly Carr's fault. And it's like, how do you come to that conclusion? How I have no. It would be the coaching and anything anything on the defense because he gets them out on the leads, and then yeah. Screwed up. Anyway, Ugh. I'm going San Fran. It's going to be a roll blow out of the week. I, I agree. Uh, next up, the Sunday night game, the frisky 7-8 and eight Pittsburgh Steelers Ooh. at the how the fuck are they 10-5 and five Baltimore Ravens. So <laughs> uh, uh, as of two hours ago, it is confirmed Lamar Jackson is going to be out for this game. So it will be Tyler Huntley again, who Tyler Huntley, not bad. Not bad. Uh, yeah, who you got in this one, Casino? Ravens. I don't have any faith with the Steelers here now at the end of the season. Um, they're not going to make the playoffs. Even if they win, even if they win uh, their next two with the Jets, Patriots, and Dolphins ahead of them, um, it's and, – and they're playing each other. So they're going to get – those teams are going to get wins. I just don't – uh, they have like a 2% chance of making the playoffs, the Steelers. So I think they're just wrapping it up. I mean, they'll play hard, but I just don't see them coming out with much of a fight considering their their chances for the playoffs aren't in their hands. They have to wish and pray for so many things to happen. Yeah. Uh, the The Steelers, again, they're one of those teams. I don't know how they are uh seven and eight i have no like we talk about we don't know how the ravens are 10 and five i can at least figure out how they're 10 and five you know they have a good defense they have a competent quarterback blah 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 the steelers their defense is average their offense is one of the worst so how they are seven and eight again credit all goes all to mike tomlin he just knows how to always write the ship to where they're always just in the mix no matter how bad they are throughout the season so it must be it must be so weird being a Steelers fan because your team is either always like as good as they are bad or you're always in the playoffs like there's no nothing below that like doesn't matter who changes what you lose what position blah 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 you're always consistently average or in the playoffs like there's nothing lower than that which is a, something you have to respect. All that being oh. said, 
I do think it's the Ravens, but I think this feels like a 13 to 10 game. Like this oh, yeah. feels like the whatever the over under is. What do you think it is? 37. 35 and a half. Ooh, close. I would bet the under on that all day. I yeah. Again, it's one of those things <laughs> where I don't see how either of these teams would score more than that. Uh, let's go to Monday night football, maybe the best Monday night football of the season, maybe game of the year. This hands down. Oh man, this I'm looking forward to this one. I wish it was the Sunday primetime game, but I do like that. They, we actually have a Monday night football game this year. That feels, I know well, I'm like excited a for good this game. because I'm actually going to have this game on, uh, even though, even though Monday, um, we play the golden Knights. I'll have the golden Knights on, but um, during the intermissions with Golden Knights, I'm putting this sound on for yeah. sure. This this looks like game of the year. Twelve and three Buffalo Bills at eleven and four Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, who you got in this one, Casino? This is going to be a a barn burner. Man, um, I think Buffalo pulls it off. By here's the here's the line is one and a half. I think the Buffalo wins it by a safety. Oh, interesting. Not, not a legitimate safety, but by yeah, but points. you're saying by two points. Yeah. Um, I don't I know, man. Oh, I, if you pick Cincy, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with you on it. I think you'd be a smart man, but <laughs> I got to go with my Super Bowl pick. Um, I got to go with Buffalo, but this game is gonna be absolutely fun, especially after once we know what happens with the Chiefs game. Oh man, big implications. Yeah. So I still, again, I still think the Since Bengals come out with the number one. They're still going to come out with number one. I don't know how. I'm picking the Chiefs to win both this week's game and next week's game, which would mean they, if the Bills lose, would get the number one seed. I still feel like there is a possibility. The Chiefs either slip up this week or slip up next week. Two divisional games in a row against two teams they should fucking annihilate. But we said they should annihilate the Colts when they played them and they lost to the Colts. There's no earthly reason why I should pick the Bengals to get the number one seed. I just feel it in my gut, Casino. I feel it in my bones, right? And that's why I'm going Joey B and the Bengals Monday night. Everybody knows the Bills are legit. I still feel like people doubt the Bengals. I don't know why. Oh, I don't know why at all. But doesn't it always feel like everybody it feels just like talks? They can, make it to the, they can 100% make it back to the Super Bowl again this year. Yeah. And then if they get blown out, whatever, they get blown out. It don't matter. The fact that they're getting there is great. Joey if B's, my... B's going to win a Super Bowl in his career. Yeah. I would be absolutely shocked if he doesn't. If my Eagles don't make to the Super Bowl, knock on wood, because I think they will. But if they don't, it's of all the teams in the playoffs, I would root for the Bengals or Bills. I would root for the Bills just because, like I said, even though they're in division, I just have so many friends who are Bills fans. And I. I Well, also, these feel like the the two. Like when the Eagles won, I would like to see them cry happy tears. Yeah. Oh, I cried like a bitch when the Eagles won the yeah, Super Bowl. You told Bowl. me you cried more then than when you had your kids. That's the hardest I've ever cried in my life. Was <laughs> I was at a bar, I put my head down on the bar, and I was weeping as if I just found out a family member died. It was, and still, best day of my life. And that's including 
when I got married and my children being born. I'm sorry. I love you all. But again, just... You know your wife listens to this podcast, right? I do. Also, shout out to my wife. Uh, me and her, she got me an Xbox for Christmas, the new Xbox. Best gift she's ever given me except our children. But other than that, uh, I downloaded the new Madden right and me and her played in madden she played my 10 year old first first time she'd ever played madden destroyed him right absolutely destroyed him first time she'd ever played madden so she was obviously cocky as shit and she was like oh i can play you and then you know you come at the kid you get the fucking hands i wipe the fucking floor with her okay absolutely destroyed her i'm the worst to play video games with when with her because she gets so cocky and she talks a bunch of shit and then i'm just better at her at every game so then i wipe the floor with her and then i return the shit and then she gets all butt hurt because you know she can take it but not deal it so or she can deal it but not take it so yeah it was glorious glorious just wipe the floor with her i picked the worst team in the game and i told her to pick the best team so I picked the Texans. She picked like the Chiefs, and I beat her by like seven touchdowns. It was it was awesome, Casino. It was awesome. But um, she wanted me to tell that story on the podcast. Um, so there it is. I love you. Oh man, but you suck at Madden. Uh, next up, uh, well, that's all we got for the NFL this week. Good week of NFL football, especially compared to last week, where it was like every game sucked. We got maybe like 10 to 12 minutes here, Casino. Let's yeah, let's segu over to NHL real quick, and then we'll end on uh, football, college I football. Got the, yeah, I got the NHL pulled up here. Um, so, per usual, I will give you the rundown of who's sitting. Ow, ow, that's my foot. That's my, I love you. I love you, but that's my foot. <laughs> owie, owie. Um <laughs> One second, folks. We're having some. Uh, okay, let's. Uh, well, you good, Casino? I'm back. Sorry, I had to press the button there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, moving forward. Um, with let's start off with some power rankings here. Um, Boston still notably the best best team in the league by a large margin um they they're pretty much just unstoppable right now and it's actually quite scary uh how good they are um so they're still sitting at the top uh number one power rankings as they have been for weeks um pretty much all season uh but they are sitting with 59 oh sorry kids having one uh 59 <laughs> points Jesus. We're good. We're good. Yep. 59 points, um, which is just insanity that they're they're at 59 points and it's not even halfway through the season. Uh, they're 28, four and three. So they have only seven losses the entire season, three in OT. So they still had three points from that. Um, the only difference in standings wise uh, from when we last talked is Hurricane. Uh, oh, I'm just going to go over here to the Eastern. Uh, I'm not going off of uh, 
divisions. Oh, yeah, these are the divisions, not the conference. I don't know what I'm talking about here. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Bruin, I apologize for all of that. BJ, you can even cut this out if you need to. But anyway. I'm leaving uh, it in. Leaving it Bruins. in. People yeah. come here for the sports. They stay for the screaming children. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but the Bruins, Maple Leafs, Lightning, still the same rolling up there in the Atlantic. The Hurricanes, Devils. Um, the Penguins, uh, the Capitals now are above them, but they have played three more games um, than the Penguins. So definitely going to pop up there. The, the Penguins comfortably will win at least one of the next three games and be third in the Metropolitan. Uh, then moving over, nothing's changed in uh, the Wild have jumped the Avs um, in the Central, but like I said, they were really close to each other. Um, the Stars, Jets still up top. I'm going to the Stars versus the Knights game in February, so I can't wait to watch the two division leaders go at it. Um, and then speaking of the division leaders, the Golden Knights are still winning the Pacific, with followed by the Kings. The Flames have now topped the Kraken, but that's not going to last long. They're only one point above them. And the Kraken, um, the, the Kraken have four games in hand against uh, the Flame. Like pretty much, the Kraken could go on, on a run here and reach the Kings in the night, sitting at the top of the standings if they win their next four games, um, which their offense one hundred percent could happen. Um, so a couple of last notes on that um, with the power rankings: Bruins are one, Canes are two because they they've been surging. Maple Leafs three, uh, Stars. And the Knights go 4-5. I can't wait to watch that. Even though the Knights have a really bad home record, um, they're 10-9. and nine. They're still the best on the road at 4-2-1, and one, um, which is pretty awesome. The Devils have fell down to the sixth in the power ranking uh, in Tampa, Pittsburgh. So like I said, Pittsburgh is currently sitting fourth in that division, but they got games in hand, so they'll move on up. And then the Wild and Kraken. So the Kraken have fallen back. The Kings are at 11. So I'm not going to keep going on down the list. That pretty much covers it. The only really big news story I want to talk about is the trades are coming up here soon. It's pretty much who is going to get Patrick Kane from the Blackhawks. Um, that would be really exciting. The top prospects people have been talking about are either the Islander. These are the five that people have been really talking about. Islanders, Rangers, uh, Bruins. Um, oh, man. I know those three were up there. I, I've lost the other couple. But... I mean, if you're him, why would you not want to go to the Bruins? Like, why would you, would you go, not go to, go to a team that's going to win? Yeah. Um, yeah. Thing is, is he would have to take a little less money. Yada, yada, money, money things. I'm still hoping the Knights make a play for him because even though they're not, according to everybody, in the hunt for Patrick Kane, um, the Knights are number one in their division. So they are a good team. They are playoff bound. I'd be. They would have to have one. They would have to have the worst second half of the season in their career so far as a franchise to not make at least the playoffs. Um, and we have goaltenders to give. We have two goaltenders that will give them Leonard back or Brossois because, or we give them Hill and we keep one of the other two. Um, because Logan Thompson's your, uh, the Golden Knights guy. He's their starter. Uh, he's up there as, um, uh, and he's sitting second for rookie of the year because even though he played a little last year, he only played 19 games. He didn't reach that 20-game cap to be considered not a rookie. Um, so he's second in, last I saw, second in the, the rookie talk. So they don't need a goalie. 
Chicago does. Give them the goalies back. Get Patrick Kane. Call it a day. I'd love it. Anyway, that is your <laughs> NHL. Let's move off. Um, moving forward. Moving forward. Uh, so let's move over to the college football playoffs. They finally take place uh, tomorrow. It will be the number one Georgia Bulldogs against the Ohio State Buckeyes in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Because when uh, I think Chick-fil-A, before, I think peaches. Before we go to that one uh, tonight, the only interesting one tonight, even though there's a lot of ranked ones, you have Tennessee Clemson. That would be a fun one for me. Oh, that over. will be a fun one to watch. Anyway. All right. Yeah. So Saturday. We got the big ones. And then the next one would be the Michigan Wolverines at the TCU Horn Frogs in the Verbo, whatever the fuck, just the Fiesta Bowl. I hate how they already have bowl names and then it's the whatever sponsor bowl names. It's like, why isn't it the Peach Bowl sponsored by Chick-fil-A? Why is it the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl? That's fucking dumb. It already has a name. It's the Peach Bowl. That's a nitpick. I fucking hate that. Uh, but who you got in these two games, Casino? You've already won <sighs> the regular season, so we're just doing these picks for fun at this point. But it still would be interesting to pick these games, see if we're right. I'm going to roll Michigan. Uh, I think TCU will play them hard. Um, but out of the four teams, I like I said, I thought Michigan, honestly, or TCU should have been four, uh, Ohio State three. So we could get we should have got that game, mm-hmm. um, but I am going to go TCU on this one or not TCU Michigan on this one. Uh, TCU is just not going to have enough firepower to go against that Michigan um, offense. Um, I don't think Michigan's going to like shut TCU down um, offensively, but Michigan has just got too many weapons. They're just going to put up so many points on this team. It's going to be absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, we talked about this when it was first announced. We were absolutely robbed that this was in Georgia, TCU, and then Ohio State, Michigan. Again, it's a television show. The rankings are subjective. There's no fucking reason why you shouldn't have. You could have easily bumped up Michigan to number one. It wouldn't have fucking meant shit. And then you just have Georgia, TCU, Michigan, Ohio State, which is the matchups everybody wanted to see. Nobody wants to see Michigan TCU. I don't believe. I don't think there's no history here. At least with the Georgia TCU, you could have spun it as the, oh, this is the SEC going against, you know, all the underdogs that should have gotten shots over the years, but didn't. You could have thrown Boise State, yeah. blah, 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 they, blah. They missed, they missed those talking points. I think they really yeah. dropped the ball with three and four here. I do. Um, I agree. Um, but yeah, I got Michigan, Michigan, just scoring too many points. Um, I agree going over to Georgia, Ohio state, much more interesting game. Um, this line, the other game's only a seven and a half, which I think is ridiculous. I think it should be closer to 10. Um, nothing against TCU. It's just Michigan's too strong. Uh, the Georgia, Georgia, Ohio state game's interesting. It is a minus six. Um, I still have Georgia coming out. I think the one, two, there's Georgia, Michigan, they are the clear, favorites this year they, they've been from the very get-go they have just been absolute powerhouses um ohio state's gonna put up a more of a fight it's gonna be a higher scoring game than the other one um this was actually they have the over under at 62 and a half the other one was 57 and a half but i think georgia pulls it off by roughly about seven to ten points yeah i would i would take uh the over 
Um, I agree with you on the Michigan TCU game. I think Michigan pulls it out. I think they pull it out. I think it's going to be one of those things where it's a feisty first half. And then the halftime, it's going to be like, could TCU pull this out? And then we're just going to see Michigan run away with it in the third and fourth, kind of like the game they played against Ohio state, right? Where it was just close, close. And then all of a sudden the explosion of points in the third and fourth quarter. So I'm picking Michigan. I think, I think it's going to be Ohio state in the Ohio state, Georgia game. There's too much hype on Georgia to make a national championship game between Michigan, Ohio State. I, I mean, that's that. what I want to see. I want to see that like kind of mean something. I think the worst matchup we could get would be Ohio State TCU. I just think that's the least interesting matchup. I think Georgia TCU would obviously do play into the the talking points I just talked about, where it's like, oh, the SEC took away spots from other deserving teams who were undefeated, blah, 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 blah. I think you can spin that to be like the ultimate underdog versus the powerhouse, blah, blah, blah. I think the matchup I want to see the most would be uh, TCU Georgia. I feel like that would be just interesting and be like, what the fuck's going to happen in this game? I think the worst matchup we could see would be Ohio State TCU because I'd feel like eh, we kind of didn't get any of the scenarios we wanted. Second most interesting is Michigan Ohio State two in the national championship. Uh, I feel like that would be the most watched college football game ever. But I also would like to see Georgia, Michigan. So I feel like in terms of what I want to see most, I think I'd be Georgia, TCU, and then Michigan, Ohio State. Uh, but I honestly think it will be Michigan, Ohio State. I think Ohio State gets the upset. I just think there's too much hype. Greatest. That you're right. That national championship, that national championship would be the absolute greatest college football game ever played. <laughs> uh yeah. I feel like Oh, round two with these two teams, especially how that first game went, where they were pretty dead set even going into halftime, and then all of a sudden Michigan just ran it up on them. But I don't think there's anything wrong with Georgia-Michigan. Like you said, they've been the two biggest powerhouses where there's really been no doubts about them this season. The only doubt with Michigan was, well, they're great, but can they beat Ohio State? And then not only did they beat Ohio State, they fucking blew them off the field, so... Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be – these two games are good. I'm looking forward to them. I just hope TCU and Michigan is close. I don't want either of these games to be blowouts. I just don't think that would be good for college football. And, I, you know, you want to be entertained when you're well, watching. I, saying, I don't think TCU's – I'm not saying Michigan's going to blow them out. Well, I did. But I just <laughs> think they're going to put too much – too many points on TCU. TCU will score, but – that's what I was trying to say is just Michigan's going to put up way too many points for TCU to, to match them. Yeah. Yeah. So you're picking uh, Michigan and Georgia. I'm picking Ohio state and Michigan. So yeah, it'll be uh it'll be interesting. It'll definitely be. And then obviously we can come on here the on Tuesday's podcast talk about what happened in this game talk about what happened in all the NFL games there's some good uh NBA and NHL over the weekend as well so yeah another fun sports packed weekend until it gets to two or three weeks where we have no football which is going to be sad in about a month so yeah this has been the only sports podcast I'm Will that's 
is Casino. I fucked and that's it my up. child. And that has been Casino's child. Uh, yeah. So we'll see you after a great week of football on Tuesday. Uh, like, subscribe, do all that bullshit. Comment, Leave whatever. Comments. Remember, I'm Will. We have those picks. Leave those comments on if you're backing me or BJ here or Will, whatever you want to call them. Just on... call me daddy. So either <laughs> Casino or daddy. Um, decide which one you want if you're going with uh, Denver or Arizona. I want, I'm, I'm curious over that one. I yeah. really want to know which organization you're at with GM. So leave them in the comments. We'd like to hear them. Your daughter disagrees. Yeah, (laughs) this has been the only sports podcast. Adios.